Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes. My name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. And as always, we're not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic dudes, and we're talking about our faith. And today on the podcast, uh, we are doing the topic of youth ministry, but with all the distancing that we have to do currently with the state of the world. That's right. Uh, Clever name to be determined. I'll try to yeah. come up with something when I'm editing. Uh, but yeah, we're, we haven't really talked about youth ministry much since uh, like episode four. Uh, and but that was like about retreats, right? Like we haven't we haven't had like a youth ministry episode, which is crazy because that's like my whole that's like your, your thing. Um, and we've only yeah, it's it's funny we've talked about so many different things, but I'm a musician and we've only talked about like one primary episode about music, and then right. like a little bit. So, anyways, we got the episode about youth ministry, but yeah, specifically, what do, what can we do during this uh, time of quarantine? COVID-19. It's all we're talking about right now. This is week four talking about coronavirus. Yeah. And I think that like a lot of people are saying, oh, we can't really like everyone's sick of hearing about it, which is maybe true. But I think that we're going to look back on this and think about like this, this time and look at, oh, look at how it affected us. You know, this is kind of like a journal for us too on the podcast. Like go back and be like, look at what, when we started this podcast, what we went through that first year. Yeah, exactly. Um, Uh, so yeah, so it's sorry. I'm trying to get this mic situation. This this mic is like so heavy; it just falls the whole time <laughs> I'm podcasting. Ugh, first world problems, right? Um, so yeah, we want to talk about again how to be proactive during this. I'm just going to leave this. We're going right. to be pro- proactive during this. Um, you know, you guys can't meet, but there's plenty of things you can do uh, online. So anyways, we'll get into that, but let's, let's, let's catch up real quick. We've, we've been like podcasting pretty late in the week. <laughs> it's three weeks in a row. I think that we did Sunday podcast. Uh, I know it's, and it's, it's insane too, because it's not like we're super busy during the week, but we still are waiting till the last month. I'm like busier than ever during this quarantine for some weird reason. Like, uh, all these video projects keep getting put on me, which is cool. Cause I'm learning more skills and more video production, uh, more video production skills that I can uh, share with the world. But uh, yeah, I've been doing, finally my, my pastor said, let's start doing live masses. And, and then I was like, I opened my big mouth and I'm like, oh, well let's do some other stuff too. Cause I have all these, this camera and all this gear and the, the know-how. So I did like a, a quick little video on the prayer of St. Anthony. Cause we're, uh, yeah. that's our, our patron saint of our church. And that was a huge undertaking. And then I did like a message of hope from our pastor and then a gospel reflection. So I've been editing those all week. And then the retreat center that, that puts me up here, they wanted to do a video as well for the uh, Divine Mercy Sunday, which is today. So I spent like two whole days of my life putting together this video. It's a Spanish video. They have they wanted to uh, reach out to their Spanish ministry or their Spanish uh, demographic. And so we did uh, the Chapel of Divine Mercy in Spanish with I overlaid all kinds of music and uh, video images still in slow motion shots. But it's just been like a bear. All these projects coming on. Um, but it's good. I love it. I wouldn't have it in any other way. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm so glad that, that you are getting a chance to kind of use those talents to help your church. Uh, because I was, I remember I was kind of like, ah, man, I, I, I thought you're, you kind of getting a missed opportunity because I know the ability that you have. And if you haven't yet, check out, uh, the, the videos that Ryan made. Uh, I think they're on his Facebook yeah, they're on uh, my Facebook, and I posted the uh, 
the first one, the prayer to St. Anthony on my personal Instagram. Um, nice. if, if you guys, if you guys want, we could post it on ours. I just didn't like it's, it's, it's really well shot. It's a beautiful prayer. Um, it was just a little off brand for us. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I mean, I particularly like it because St. Anthony is my, uh, confirmation saint. So I was into it. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Um, so anyways, it might be kind of hard to find on social media, but if you pray to St. Anthony, you might be able to find it. Hey, <laughs> okay. Isn't it on your YouTube channel where all these podcasts are? Uh, no, it's on. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just, it's on like the, uh, the Facebook page for our parish. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Uh, uh and then today we did our first live stream mass at my parish. Awesome. Uh, it was a little low tech for what I'm used to. It was just with the with the phone, with a cell phone. But you know what? It, it didn't look horrible, and it didn't Welcome sound horrible. Welcome to my world. I know, uh, but it didn't it didn't matter. And that's what we talked about last week and the week before, and probably the week before is that people wanted to connect with their parish, see their pastor leading them during this time. And we had like I don't know over 200 people watching uh, for our very first stream, and you know seeing all the hearts pop up there and all the peace be with yous, and it was great. It was wonderful. Yeah, that's and that, that's what it's all about. And I think that a lot of times, like, and some of these churches have tons of production value and they've poured a lot of money into these live cameras and lighting and stuff. To, and, and I trust me, we're big advocates on make your production value good. But there is, I think, a, a line right now with these masses where if you're a small like parish community, people want the intimacy of their parish and right. the familiarity of their parish. So don't be too discouraged if you're like, I can't really do this because I only have my cell phone. Um, and don't be afraid to use your cell phone. We've talked about it before is, is things will continue to elevate. You know, That's like right. week, week one, I had just my phone. And then today we had like a three person operation. I had someone in charge of the comments. I had somebody in charge of sound. I was in charge of visuals. So it's, you know, it, it grows. Yeah, exactly. And that's right. It's just start somewhere because um, if you, if you worry about trying to be perfect right off the bat, you're not going to do anything. And that's, that's going to do no one a service. So yeah, just um, do it. Just do it. Like, uh, what would Shia LaBeouf do? Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, speaking of getting out there and just doing stuff, we want to talk a little bit about youth ministry because, um, youth ministry is something that's really, I think more important than ever before during this time. Um, and that's, you know, I may be biased since I'm a professional youth minister and that's my job to do during this time as well. But our young people are struggling. Let me tell you during this quarantine. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of them, like their whole school year, I, I, I was talking with some of them uh, via, we do virtual youth ministry nights uh, on zoom. And a lot of them were sharing that they've never wanted to go back to school so bad. Like, I, like a lot of them crazy. were like, I'll ne- yeah, I'll never wish for that school got canceled ever again. <laughs> um, so, it's, it's interesting to hear that because I feel like you're on the front lines of that front of the the high school. You know, you're being a youth minister, but yeah. I feel a bit disconnected from that uh, that demographic, that age range. And during this whole this whole pandemic, I've sure. I've been doing my thing, but I haven't really heard much or seen much about what that group is going through. So it's it's interesting to hear that. Yeah, it, it's a lot of them are just you know, the biggest thing is we don't realize like we've we've talked a lot about on the podcast how we are a virtual society a lot of the times how we we struggle with in-person contacts and actually communicating with people because everybody's so absorbed in their technology and now all we have is our technology and it's that 
human interaction, that face-to-face, that personal, that being able to hug somebody, that's what's gone. And that's what people are craving more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of like, I, as you know, I'm in the wrestling world, just like I'm in the ministry world. And I've seen a lot of my big tub rest, wrestler friends that have posted on Facebook, like these memes about, uh, all my friends better get ready for the biggest hugs of their life when I see them. Uh, and it's beautiful <laughs> that people are missing yeah. that interaction with each other. Um, but I think with young people, it's especially um, difficult because these are like formative years of their life. And right. uh, especially for like the seniors who like yeah. their, grad- their graduations, their proms, their celebrating where they got accepted to college, like all that stuff kind of got... Uh, for some of it completely taken away, but for other things completely altered in a, in a different way. Yeah. Like they're still going to graduate high school, but they're not going to get to go through all the, uh, all the amazing things you do in that last month, whether it was a senior picnic or the yearbooks and the the whole ceremony, just being with that group of people for that you've been with for 12 years for a lot of them. uh, Like one last time. time. Yeah. Cause they're like, a lot of them are like, I don't think I'm going to see, a lot of these people ever again and right. it was just like and you usually get to say goodbye at the end of that whole process but you no know, that's rough i can't imagine yeah it, and it's just such a challenge that uh these poor kids are, are dealing with but uh what my job is and what i think all of the jobs of the youth ministers is to give them hope we have to remain hopeful and um pray for them obviously be sounding boards for them but not only that, but provide avenues for them to encounter God during this time. That's right. Uh, so I, w- I figure we could just dive into some of the ways. I'll just share some of the stuff I'm doing. If there's anybody watching this that is in youth ministry or is involved with youth ministry, uh, p- f- please feel free to use any of this stuff that I'm going to talk about today. Um, and uh, a lot of it as well is stuff that I'm using from friends of mine. Um, so it's, you know, we just wanted to dive into it. And that's the important. beauty of... Uh youth ministry when when once you get out of your particular little box so many people so many people just like they're they're like i'm at my parish i'm i'm good here this is all i've ever known but like they don't know any of their neighboring youth ministers they don't like interact with the other church activities and stuff but like you're all over there and you know every youth minister you go to all the deanery meetings you help run all the summer camps which uh unfortunately are have been canceled this year but like um but you're so involved that you end up taking uh, other act, you, you see an activity happen somewhere else, and then you apply that to your program. You might alter yeah. it somehow, but they end up. It's it's this big communal sharing of activities, of ideas, uh, and that's how that's how you cultivate that growth in in what you do, and you start to elevate the game instead of just being a stagnant program. That's just like the it, you know it's like okay the, the the old kids are gone, you got the new kids, and we're gonna do the same thing over and over. But it's no, it should be always evolving and growing. And I, that's what I love about how you guys do things there. Thank you, man. Yeah, and it, you know what? I have to say, uh, the big benefit to it that I have, especially now during this time, is uh, our regional director for the archdiocese in LA. Um, her name is Kelly. She's the our representative for our region here in the diocese. She has done a weekly gathering of youth ministers via web chat. So there's like 20 of us that get together, share ideas, pray for each other, just kind of chat and catch up and see how things are going. And that's our, everyone's chance to kind of share ideas and stuff with each other. Uh, and it's just been really awesome uh, for everybody because, you know, especially people like we have meetings, you know, like every couple of weeks, but not everyone gets to to go to those because of impending schedules. But now it's good to see everybody online together 
and sharing ideas. We're all fighting the same battle trying to help teens encounter God. Yeah. So it's usually like, I don't know, like seven people at those at those meetings when if you're that. in person. Yeah. And so now there's 20, you said? 20 to 25 people. But yeah, probably, on, on probably about the same number of pants, though. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I hope so. Um, do you have pants on right now? I do. I do. Nice. Uh, thankfully. Uh, yeah, you never know. Uh, but or th- th- there's always people who it's just like their name. So you have no idea if they're actually like listening or tuned in. Oh, like um, they don't have their video activated. Yeah, it's they like, don't have their video on. It's like, come on. You could do that much. Uh, yeah. Well, we got to do what they got to do. Sure. Um, but anyway, so speaking of, a lot of the things that I've been doing is like Zoom and virtual uh, web chats or Google Hangout or whatever you want to use. There's a lot of different ways to do that. But I think that the biggest thing is creating those kind of opportunities to gather with your teens virtually. Mm-hmm. Let Give them an opportunity to see each other. You know, because that's something that I notice has been really uplifting is when somebody kind of logs on. It's the same as when someone would walk into the youth room. Everyone that's already there is so excited that they're there, you know, the, uh, and, and then how's everything going, whatever, you know, things like that. Like it, right. it was really great. We had one on Thursday. I've been doing them the same times that I do my regular youth ministry. Uh, we do them Thursday nights and we had about 20 to 22 people on. That's crazy. Is there a limit to how many you can have on Zoom? Well, I paid for the upgrade for Zoom, so I can have up to a hundred. That's crazy. It it looks like. Can you even see anybody at that point? There's or? like we had like two pages of people. And so, when somebody talks, do you like? Are you trying to hunt down who it is, or like? Uh, I don't. I have it like as where I can try to see as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, and then kind of govern what's going on. But like, luckily, I I've I have rock star teenagers uh, and young adults involved in our program. Who like when it was time for prayer, I'm like, hey guys, everybody mute your camera and I'm gonna pray for a minute. And everybody did. Everyone was so respectful of each other and not talking over each other. It was, they were just happy to be together. Yeah, you know. And uh, so I didn't really have any problem. That's great. I mean, uh, the the rules are being rewritten on like you know totally how to how to do this digitally. Like this is you know we've obviously had this technology for a while, but it's been underutilized, I think. And now right. uh, we're kind of it's forcing our hand. It's like how do we make this work? Um, it's is it ideal? No, like we'd love to be in person, but right. like how do you make it work with twenty five people on a Zoom chat? But like that sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's super fun. And and of course, like as youth ministers, like we do have to cover our bases. Like I always have another adult in the Zoom chat with me and uh, I record them just in case anybody says that I said anything, you know, just to be safe. Like you want to have a file of them recorded. Um, so right. I have mine, but things like that. But still, like it, it's an opportunity to share with these young people and, yeah. and be involved in their life. Right. Um, I was I was reflecting today uh, the gospel we read about today. Um, where the disciples are kind of hiding in their room, right? And they're afraid. And, and it says that Jesus came, and it specifically says they're inside with the door locked. Right. And Jesus still shows up. Uh, and that's so, like, that's where we are right now. We are in our rooms. We have to be trapped, but Jesus knows no bounds. Je- that's right. Doors and locks don't keep Jesus out. Jesus wants to come into our life and give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He wants to give bestow upon us the ability to share with each other. So we, we have were to talking, use those no matter where yeah. we are. We were talking last week about like, how do we, how do we navigate this uh, quarantine and this, this pandemic? Uh, it, there was a beautiful um, 
uh, metaphor through Lent that we were dealing with, you know, we're walking through this desert period while this was all going on. We all were hopeful that this would end at Easter time, but now it's like, well, we're in this, this season of, of, uh, joyfulness in Easter and there's like a disconnect, but it's, it's very, uh, what you said, like, yeah, we're in the, we're in this beautiful season of Easter, but we're like, now we're like the apostles who are hiding cause they don't really know what's going on until like Jesus mm-hmm. came, uh, came back and came in that locked room and said, what up? It's all good. <laughs> Peace be with you. Let's do this. You know? And then he yeah, sent him out. Yeah. You had something we got, to do. You got and stuff to thing. do. So, and I think that that's what all of us, not just youth ministry, we're talking about, but everybody, like we have stuff to do. Yep. Um, the people of God need to be fed and it's, oh, uh, and it's not just on ministers or people that work for the church. It's on all of us and, to and share with each other. And when he came back, it was a game changer. Everything yep. was changed from that point on. And I think there's a lot of uh, symmetry in that with what we're going through right now. Like, it, yeah. This is this is a game changing moment, and we have a mission to go out when it's safe, <laughs> or go out online and figure out a way to continue to evangelize the message of Jesus. Amen. Now, a couple game changer ideas to give to you guys about youth ministry that this I've been doing or things that you can game do. Game changer number two. Yeah, is uh, one thing I did on a Zoom chat. I actually stole this from a friend of mine, Gabe Rivera, who was on our podcast. Um, he did, we did a scavenger hunt with our teens, but it was like a at home scavenger hunt. So we just came up with like a list of things that you would find in like a house and they had to go run in their house and find the thing and then come back and show it to the camera. And then we like kept track of who had what points and stuff. Okay. It was like little things like coffee cup, toothbrush. Um, we made it fun and did like siblings and pets. Uh, <laughs> you had, you know, some people like holding their dogs up and, and things like that and, Nice. It was great. Uh, it was super fun. And, and the, the teens had a blast. You know, and you're sitting there watching all the little screens. Then you say something and everyone just goes, <laughs> you know, because they, they all disappear to go find something. And they all come diving back onto the screen. It was super fun. That's awesome. Um, and just getting them involved. And it's funny, too, because you hear, like, parents in the background, like, helping them. Oh, like, yeah. they're in the kitchen digging around. Their mom's like, it's in the top shelf. And uh, <laughs> it, But it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, it, and it you know, just something fun to do. I think there's know? something about like seeing somebody in their own home environment. I don't know. It's, it's like comforting because sometimes you see people and they're always like on, they're always dressed nice and they're always like, I, I don't know, but see, like I was, I was commenting on it. I was watching, I was just scrolling through Instagram and uh, Jimmy Fallon was like on it's just a segment, but they've yeah. been doing G- Jimmy Fallon at home and, uh, it's like janky footage from his phone. He's got his gr- his two little girls helping him like do the do like the same skits that they would do on the show, but just like um, the home version of it. And it's just something comforting about it. It's like, oh, he's just like a real person, and it's just like yeah, he's, uh, just, he's he's just like a dude that's also quarantined like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's kind of levels the playing field, and we're all just like, oh, we're we're all beautiful human beings uh, you know no matter what kind of like social standings you have you know maybe there's like the popular kids in youth ministry and like people are like oh my gosh like they're so pretty or they're so they're but like we go home and it's like uh, everyone's everyone's got parents yelling at them and dogs running around and it's like oh that playing field is leveled and it's i don't know there's something beautiful about it (laughs) yeah it was it was super fun we were having a blast that's Um, cool uh, so the other cool thing that we did that's that's been a reoccurring thing, and we talked about it earlier a couple podcasts ago, is like the this challenges on Tip Instagram. number three. Tip number three 
is that we did the challenges on Instagram. But what we did is I have uh, one of uh, uh, the adults that helps out with our program. Uh, she has like a knack for creating the social media posters. And she just made these like beautiful challenges, like specific to our ministry that kids could share. It was like, you know, who like, like shout out, like for, we did a friendship Friday where it's like someone who inspires you, someone you uh, miss, someone you uh, learned from stuff like that. And you like tag people and then they share it. And it just right. like, kind of like a web. Right. And then she created uh we did it today. It was like a bingo. So she made like a bingo board, but all the right. bingo squares were like, different things that pertain to our ministry like has ever gotten out in dodgeball has ever gotten up and shared a witness has ever uh, one of them was like have you ever been afraid of danny at any point um and kids are like xing them out and like playing bingo and seeing how many of them they could do and it was so awesome you know to see them like uh, be involved with each other on these little uh things about their church and it's getting them to post about their faith online that's key yeah that's amazing even if they don't realize it, right? Because, and, and, and the other the beautiful thing is that like, why I'm glad that I had someone that were like stepped up to do this with me is it's, it's like being the youth minister is great, but the key to youth ministry truly is creating new youth ministers, right? If it's all about me and everything that I'm doing, I have failed. My job is to create disciples is to help build people to be able to share the faith on their own amen yeah and you know and, and seeing the kind of the fruits of that or and then it's like and then all of a sudden i'm getting texted like hey i have this idea or i have this idea or i have this idea and it's like this is awesome like run with it you know? do it yeah, yeah like do this it is... great it let's do it and and it's awesome to see it's those leaders yeah it's it's and a lot of youth ministers unfortunately have that other point of view where it is about them it's their show and uh if they're not you know if they're not there they cancel youth ministry like if they're out of town or something like that they're like oh no 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 youth ministry couldn't thrive if i wasn't there leading the show and like for them it's a show right and so they're like i gotta be up in front i gotta do all the talks i gotta be leading all the games it's like no that's what you have leaders for that's what you empower your leaders to step up to the plate because you are not going to be around forever i'm sorry whether you get a new job whether you get fired where you move whatever but like um if you if you leave for whatever reason and the program crumbles you failed at your job so you want to be able to leave at any given point and the program to just continue on like you were never there well like you were there but like like just just continue on somebody else will step up and your program will continue to thrive because of what you did exactly i think the true success of a youth minister you don't determine until they leave that's right and you see what their ministry was able to do when they kind of had to give up the reins that's right um but anyway so yeah but it's just been super fun to do these little challenges and it's i wouldn't have been able to come up with that stuff but like I, I had a friend and she was like, Hey, I got this. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. amazing. Like go well, and do it. Bonus tip. Was this four or five? This was three. Okay. So bonus tip was four. We already said it on last week's or the two weeks ago. Uh, but in case you guys skipped some podcasts or you just tuning into us for the first time now, and uh, how is that possible? How are you skipping? How are you skipping? Some people maybe are watching in reverse. Some people are just going all over the place. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I know for a fact, like when I started uh, listening to Word on Fire uh, two years ago, I listened from episode one all the way through. Um, but then when I listened to, um, who is it, the Catholic talk show, they're great. I love that. I love that show. I listened straight through till about episode 
I don't know, 50 or something like that. But then I got, I got really busy and I didn't listen to like 12 or 14 of them. And so now like I literally just, I pop into a like random one here or there. Um, so I lost like the order of it. So however you're listening, here's your bonus tip. The My Christ uh, activity that you did, uh, why don't you explain that once more briefly in case you've already heard this. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so what My Christ activity is and wh- how you can do it virtually is, or we did it on Zoom as well is it's just finding and sharing somebody in your life that you feel has been uh, an example of Christ to you. Um, And you post about it on your story. That's what it's called, the My Christ Challenge. So I would say, like, uh, you know, if I said Ryan was my Christ because he's my friend and he helps encourage me and uh, inspire my faith, so Ryan has been my Christ. He's been a Christ to me. uh, He's shown me Christ through his actions. And then usually, um, usually when you're there in person, you they stand up and they give them a hug and yeah, but, it's uh, a whole big thing. But just, online, it's cool because it's give just a thumbs up. yeah, yeah. I, I I don't really associate with any of that, but it's a uh, but online it's been great. And then what we did, we did it on Zoom. People just kind of said un, unmuted and and shared who's been their Christ at this time. So you can do it anywhere. It's right. just kind of adapting. So we, it's try to try to make you know as normal as we can our youth group just different obstacles different hoops to jump through sometimes you got to put a little bit more effort in speaking of that we talked about it like four episodes ago i was like i want to do a virtual game night with like a zoom meeting and a a couple of my friends i think i posted on my personal page i did did you pull it off uh it was yeah but it was crazy oh my gosh like this is a very involved game it usually takes like two and a half hours to play um like when everybody's in person but i i got my buddy on zoom chat and I started setting up, or I just tried to use the uh, the camera from my laptop, and it was not like you couldn't tell even that what the board was going on, right? So I had to I had dug in like some boxes and found like an HD webcam, and I had that like up on like six different boxes, so it was looking down on the table. But then like you couldn't see the whole board. There was like other uh, auxiliary boards, so I called in. Uh, on a different Gmail account to my phone and I put my phone, it was like on a couple of other boxes in like a Quaker oatmeal like container stacked up on the table, looking down on the other board. And then I had my laptop on the other side of the table so I could see them. And there was all this, and I had to put lights like studio lights shining down on the table so they could see more clearly the board. It took about an hour and a half to set up. And then the game took four hours because I had to move all of their pieces because there Holy was three, moly. there was three of us, and they would tell me what they wanted to do, and I would have to move all their pieces. But we had a blast, and like it was fun to catch up. So yeah, it took yeah. a lot more. Effort. But then people, people online were like, uh, "Bro, there's an online version of that game where you could just have logged in and just done it." <laughs> I was like, "Oh man!" But you yeah, know what? Well. Sometimes there's a lesson there somewhere. <laughs> but it was fun. We had we had a blast. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and it's just like doing trying to do your normal stuff. Um, and that's yeah. what we did. You know, we just we it is we just brought normalcy to it. Uh, like this week, I'm doing a trivia night. We're doing a Kahoot. And it's okay. Like on, it's like an online game show that they play with their phones. Mm-hmm. But what I did is on Instagram, I had everybody put a fun fact about themselves, and then I'm gonna put the fun fact on the Kahoot and put a bunch of names from people in the youth group, and they have to try to guess who it is. So it's like kind of get to know you trivia, right? And uh, we're really looking forward to that. That's gonna be this Thursday. So it's like. That's tip We're number five. To, that's Kahoot. tip number five. Use Kahoot. Is is just doing different stuff to try to stay involved. Um, even so if it's... Are, and it, go ahead. The, no, actually, 
Uh, those are. I was gonna say those are a lot of like fun, fun activities. Because usually the way you run youth ministry, and a lot of people do, is like uh, the first half is like fun and games and whatever, and then the second half is like a prayer or yeah. a uh, reflection or some sort of like um, spiritual activity, right? Um, we have to take a break really quick. We're almost there, so why don't we why don't we chat uh, chat some more in just a sec as I, as we take a break. Okay, so we're talking all about different ways we can reach out to not just young people, but all people, of course. That's kind of been the topic of the last few episodes. But we're talking a lot about my youth ministry ideas, things that I've been doing in my youth group. And uh, so we're talking about that and all the different ways we can do it. But uh, the other big thing, I think, probably the most important thing is prepping for what you're going to do afterwards. Sure. When this is over. Right? Because we all know this is not a forever we don't know how long it's going to be, but it is not a forever. And I think that we are all, as a church, and as a youth ministry, and as a music ministry, and as everything, are going to have an opportunity to really start some fires and some hearts for people. Um, you know, because I, I, my, my plan right now is I have actually spent more time planning future youth ministry events. Like, because I do youth ministry weekly. Sometimes, most times, twice a week during the year, because I have a Bible study as well. And I want to make every single one of those nights just a game changing night, as we've been saying. Yeah. I want, like, I don't want to phone it in or have it be ah, business as usual or ah, whatever. We'll figure it out when it, because sometimes in the summer when it's low key, you just kind of, everyone shows up and you figure out what you want to do. I want every night to be a awesome, huge event, like a huge deal to make up for the time we lost. Well, yeah, that's like, like we were talking about most of the episode is put in the effort. So yeah, hopefully we pray that if you're a youth minister, that you're not furloughed, that you still employed and you're getting your hours some way, shape or form. If you are furloughed, we pray for you that you are uh, financially able to get by during this difficult time. But, um, paid or not paid, uh, if as long as you're going to have this job once this reopens, I think use this valuable time. We're never going to have this much free time probably ever again, you know, in, in our society, in our lifetimes. So like, don't waste this time just like flapping your wings and just floundering about, but like hit the ground and start reinventing the wheel. Like we were talking about, um, if you've been just repeating the same thing every single month, week, uh, like yearly cycle of, of whatever. And you're just like going through the motions, take this time to like come up with new ideas, reinvent the program, reinvigorate it and like plan it out. So what I do for my choir stuff is like, I'll, plan out as far as I possibly can all the music for all the masses right now I'm through the end of um, July and I'm trying to get the whole year planned because what happens is uh, when I have this time to do that I can for one think more clearly when I'm not rushed through the busyness of my life uh, all the day-to-day like mundane stuff I can really like uh, dig in and 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 pick those songs with more purpose and meaning. Uh, but then what that does is once those are all planned, that's a big part of my week. If I didn't do that, that'd be a huge part of my weekly, uh, day-to-day stuff. But like now I can spend extra time on those little things that, that elevate the choir, that elevate the music. So like the same thing can be done with youth ministry. If you have all your youth ministry nights planned and your confirmation and everything now, what, 
else can you do with that extra time that you have once we're back in it? Because you're not just like, oh, shoot, what do we do this Wednesday or Thursday? Let's scramble to put something there. It's like, no, we already know what we're doing. Now, now how can we make it like that much more special with this time that we have? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Is is a chance to kind of respark the fire of your faith to evangelize? Because a lot of times we did this in our burning out episode. Us as youth ministers can get in a routine where we're just like, ah, it's that time. I do this for my retreat and then this for confirmation and this for that and this for that. It's like, right. This is your chance to kind of come back a whole new minister with all new cool ideas. What I've been trying to do is I find things that are popular and I'm like, how can I transform this into something for youth ministry? Okay. Uh, currently, I'm in the process, uh, and this is, you know, here's the deal. I'm a human being too, okay? People what? forget that us ministers are human beings. So, you know, I'm a younger guy in my 20s, so I've been spending a lot of time quarantined playing Call of Duty with my friends, right? But I was sitting there as I'm playing this game. I'm like, holy moly, this style of game that everyone's all fired up about, or like Fortnite was another one of the nights of games that's like this. I thought, how can I create a youth ministry version of this game? And then, and so that's currently what I'm in the works. I'm creating a, a battle royale for youth ministry. I'm assuming there's no guns involved. There's zero guns involved. All right. So don't write uh, us a letter. There's no guns. Yeah, there's no guns involved. Yeah. No, it, it actually gets people to take their thought of they have this negative thing. And then I'm going to try to cre- associate it with a positive. Cool. Uh, and you, yeah. And, and like, here's the thing. People get so mad at that. Like at youth ministers sometimes it's like, here's the thing. You have to reach kids where they are. You have to go after them where they are. And sometimes that means you kind of got to get into the negative that you may not love They're in co- order to call duties. Call duties. So, uh, that, yeah, that's a video game. But I just mean in general. People are like, like youth ministers pretend that like teens don't talk about certain things that they're not invested in certain things. Like they close their ears, like they don't know. It's like don't do that. You have to be willing to engage in conversation if you're going to help pull people out of things. So if you pre- so you're, what you're saying is if you pretend to live like this puritanical existence it, it, that that you know have this 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 false ideology that like when the kids enter into the church like oh these we're all perfect you know yeah like or, holy it, people it, that nobody does anything wrong and nobody's sinning is like you're you're good I'm good um, that's not that's doing a disservice it, rather than if they helping. if they look at you like you're this perfect saint how are they going to relate to you? When I look at them and I go, I'm just as broken as you. I just have learned now to trust God more. And I want to show you how awesome that is to trust him. Mm-hmm. That doesn't take away my brokenness. It just means that I know I found, I found the fix. I found the restoration. And now I want to help these young people to find that same restoration. Hopefully sooner than I did. Yeah. Uh, that's all that it is. Any youth minister that walks around like they are uh, above anybody or I'm getting on a rant here. Yeah, like they but have all the they know the answers. Like they know the answers and they've never done anything and they're they've never struggled. Like, great. That's a surefire way to get kids to run out the door. Right. In my opinion. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but so it's like but it's taking ideas that they're taking things that are relevant to the teenagers and incorporating them and trying to find ways to bring God into them. Yeah. Great. You know, so that little things like that plan bigger things. Like I'm working, I, I'm trying to figure out for the life of me how I can create something for the teens that are missing their prom. Yeah. 
I want to create something for them over the summer that I can. I, well, they're going to miss a lot of things. Let's talk about that in just a sec. But I, I was going to, I had another thought. Once yeah. they, once we're able to start coming back, it's going to be a slow rollout. So like right. in every, all, all aspects of society, even the way we have to attend church, like mm. we're getting prepared to actually quarter off every, or, or corn or rope off every other pew. And even in the pews, like only have half available. Um, right. Because it, we're expecting like no more than fifty or a hundred people or something like that, so right. uh, there's it's going to be difficult to roll out. But oh, same thing it's with it's going to be tough. You have like security guards at the door. It's like oh, that's enough with a, people with a like, clicker. Uh, with like, a clicker. Oh, well, so we're I'd be we're, heartbroken. We're talking right now to keep ramping up our um, our production value of our live stream, so that if there is a limit and a cap on how many people could come into the church, that they the the ones that would not be allowed to enter could be out on the lawn or out in the out on the uh, gathering area or in their cars watching the live stream and then we have some sort of way that we can do communion to them outside that's just where we're or where our minds at right now so that's That's awesome it's an investment for us to want to learn how to do this live stream better and get a more permanent setup so we can continue to do this for you know thinking realistically how things are going to move forward. But my question for youth ministry is like, say you're allowed to do youth ministry again, but it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, if you would normally get 60 kids, no, we can't do that. You can only uh, allow 10 in or 20. Um, You know what, what you would do in those circumstances, or if you were allowed to have all 60, if they have to be like separated throughout the hall, like how could you still incorporate a fun game? But then they're all like six feet apart, just ways to like think, Forward thinking, yeah, we, you know? A, the answer to that one is just be creative. There's tens, there's tons of ways. Because honestly, the first one, that, the first uh, day that we, before the lockdowns happened, I had youth ministry that week before we had to close it down. And yeah. we were still very cognizant of what was going on. So like we didn't do any prayers that involved anybody touching anybody or any games that involved people touching people. So it was, it was just a lot of verbal sharing and a lot of discussion from, and just games that involved nothing being passed around or anything like that right uh but as far as my answer to that is and this is not gonna be uh some people are gonna be like ah no we can't that's unrealistic but if they were to say oh you can only have this many teens at this at your youth ministry night i would have youth ministry every single night of the week available and then i would take and then i would take a sign up to make sure that like and like okay that night's full but now tuesday's available and I would do youth ministry every single night until every teen was able to come. That's amazing. Uh, that's, that's, how I, that's how I would do it because it's like I, I would not – I couldn't be able to go, oh, well, hopefully next week, Timmy, you can jump in. There's no way I could do that. That's what I love about you, my friend, uh, is that you're willing to do that. And you're not going to get paid overtime to do that, but you would be willing Probably to put not. in that work for the – for. Um, it's the right thing to do to make sure that they could all be a part of it. Um same thing like right now. I, it was nice when I was I was still getting paid. I'm salaried, but I didn't have anything to do, and we weren't doing live masses or anything like that. But mm-hmm. now now that I'm like doing the live masses and filming and, and editing, I'm working way more than I, my hours got did get cut. Um, but I'm working way more than that. But yeah. it doesn't. It's fine. I would prefer doing this uh, rather than just you know, sitting on my butt. Like I, I felt like I, God gave me this gift and I needed to share it and I needed to help out. And it doesn't matter how many hours I put in, but it's something that needed to be done. That's the thing is right now, anybody that's tech savvy, that's, that's, uh, involved with, uh, that, that knows things knowledgeable about live streaming or editing or virtual stuff 
now is your time. The church needs you. Yeah. If you have talent and ability and the means in which to help, reach out to your churches. And this is they this is a, need you. This is a huge moment for this church because you know so many pastors they're they're like okay yeah we do see the value of this social media thing after all and now how do I get involved on this Facebook thing? Uh, but like you know who's helping them out is people like you and me and the younger generation even further, which is these yeah. confirmation kids and these youth ministry kids that we're talking about. So this is an opportunity for them to step up to the plate and say, and you know, we always said, uh, you guys are the church of tomorrow or whatever. And like a lot of us go, we're the church of today. And it's like, you are the church of today because this is your time to step yeah. up to the challenge and make, uh, make this church of social media, like come to fruition in its fullest. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because now, now is the t- there's so many. Most of the people that I know regionally, at least we're, we're in in the Santa Barbara area where I'm where I'm at. Most of the people that have had to step up and help churches with the live stream have been in the youth ministry circle. Absolutely, because those are the people that know what's going on. Yeah, and like I, I, I you know, we've talked about it before. I was the one that went to our pastor and I said like, "Hey, this needs to happen," and I'm an, I, I want to help. And he goes, "Okay, I need lectors." Boom, teens. So it's like every mass, it's me and two teens that are putting it on and, and the pastor. Great. It's, it's making it happen. And, and it's because I want to, I want mostly because I want to help. I want there to be a church for me to come back to, for people to come back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, step up. Now's the time. All the people that are saying, ah, social media gets away from the church. Like, no, this is, they were wrong. Now's the time. The church needs you. That's right. Uh, okay, we, you talked about it before, uh, kids missing prom, but I think there's an even more important thing that a lot of kids are missing, especially mm-hmm. we're talking about youth ministry and confirmation, and they're going to miss their con- they're missing their confirmation. Well, it's getting postponed, but we, you know, that's a huge, huge, huge deal. It's a huge day for their faith lives, and well, I mean, a lot of you know, the same thing with the on Easter vigil, uh, everyone yeah. missed their baptism, their confirmation, yeah. their, um, you know, and that's that. That's rough, but you know, and we have to remember that it's not canceled; it's postponed for confirmation. That's right. Praise God. But uh, I made the joke to my uh, a couple of my teenagers uh, that uh, the gospel reflection I made today. I said, "Well, when uh, Jesus came and gave the Holy Spirit, he did he did a home delivery. <laughs> you know, he showed up <laughs> and was like, there you go. Here's the Holy Spirit.' I'm like, so maybe that pray for that. Pray That's that right. God will enter into your home through your locked door and give you the Holy Spirit." Um, you don't need to come to the church with the bishop to give you the oil. <laughs> That's um, so funny. Just, yeah, a little joke. But, you know, and I have no idea. I have a, I have a couple theories or, like, ways that I would do it if I was in charge. But uh, Let's hear it. Uh, this I, is I, literally I nobody nobody has any any idea no. right now. So, like, what, uh, what you know, whatever you got, let's yeah, share it because it doesn't, what, couldn't hurt. What I think is best, what I would do is because – Large gatherings and big mass. I think the biggest reason why confirmations will keep getting pushed back even before masses do is because it's a lot of extra people. The you churches know, right? are packed, packed because there's confirmation classes are big. Families are coming out because it's a sacrament, stuff like that. So how I would do it is you're going to have a shortage of bishops doing stuff, right? And if we're still worried about the older folk, a lot of the bishops are or retired bishops that do these confirmations are older, and maybe that they're the ones who's hell- who we're trying to protect. You know, so mm-hmm. my thought is what you do is if you want to limit the amount of people is have like month long confirmations in the summer where you pick like three Sundays at 
your regular scheduled masses and you split up your confirmation classes and you have the bishops, if they can, make it great for some. If not, have them give dispensation to the pastors and have the pastors give the, uh, do the sacrament because right. that can happen in certain instances. Yeah. And, uh, and it happens at vigils all the time. Um, but uh, have the pastors break it up and do it that way because then you can get the kids confirmed or the young people or whoever's getting confirmed. Get them confirmed and uh, maintain the safety of the distancing if that need be. I think that's a that's a decent solution because uh, I hadn't really thought about it before this very moment, but I was like, what would a what would a possible solution be? And it's like uh, you could do where it's literally just the kids, and they go in and they and they get a quick confirmation, but then they have a separate mass with all the family members and stuff like that. Um, I I think your your solution's way better. Um, yeah, and I, I think because you need the mass, you know. There will be there. Well, I mean, yeah, it would be a mass, but a very, you know, just just a mass with like the bishop and just the confirmation. Um, but like, and that's that's if they didn't want to do dispensations. But I think it's where the reality is we're gonna have to have to do dispensations for the, yeah. the pastors to be able to give these confirmations because, yeah, you're gonna have to break it up into smaller groups. There's no way. I I think so. That's I just think that's the safest, smartest way to get these things because I was joking. My mom, I work with my mom as she's the confirmation coordinator and I do youth ministry, um, we're a team. And, uh, I was joking that maybe by the fall, if this keeps getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back next year in fall, we'll have three years of confirmation. <laughs> right. Cause we'll have the year one, the year two, and then the old year that haven't been confirmed yet that we have to deal with. Yeah. And uh, it's rough because, you know, if this gets pushed back, I mean, to fall, it, the reality is that there's a lot of schedules. There's a lot of things that happen during summer and happen like, you know, July, August, yeah. September, um, that those things might get pushed back. And it's like, okay, now you can do all the things that were pushed back, but it's like, we just pushed back five, six months of things. We can't fit them all into this, this time slot. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing is, and my goal this summer is to, because uh, my summer is, you know, both of us especially have become a lot more free over the summer. Uh, you know, we, we can tell everybody now we're, we were, we had the opportunity. We were going to go out to Arkansas and do a, a, a couple days retreat, uh, out there. We were so excited. Um, but you know, due to the situation, we had to have to reschedule that trip, but we're hoping to make it out there again, uh, make it out there soon. And, uh, but like we had that, uh, we had multiple weekends, uh, retreats where he lives in Santiago that he was going to do. Uh, I had all the regional stuff here in the diocese that I'm involved with. We had tons of awesome retreats to do this summer. Um, it was going to be seven weeks of camps for me over two months. Yeah. Like that's crazy. But yeah, I, I had three weeks of camps and then what we had, we had a week in Arkansas. So we were supposed to be all over the place, but you know, right now I still have happen. three, three of those camps from Santiago are still tentatively not canceled, but it's, okay. you know, it's, it's not looking good probably. Right. Yeah. So, but it, it's just like all this stuff. So my goal this summer is to just, hopefully god willing to do the best i can with what i've got i think that should yeah. be everybody's goal is we got to bring bring the faith the best we can that's and, it and uh and you know and deal with it as it comes you know whether however confirmations have to be or however first communions have to be make them important everything is reflective on attitude if you sit back and you act how bummed out you are that it's not the way you wanted it to be or it's not the way you always dreamed of like there's people who had to change their whole wedding plans. So like my heart goes out to those people. And like, so we have to just make the most, and that's like, I'll say my brother and his fiance. So they're getting married in July. 
Right. You know, uh, Ryan and I are both in the wedding, and uh, the, I can already hear them starting to, like, have to prepare for alterations, right, to their plan. Like, in his bachelor party, we were all supposed to go to Vegas, and that had to get canceled. So, and But my brother has maintained such optimism. He's just like, well, what am I going to do? He goes, it's, I still get to marry the love of my life, so what, what do I have to complain about? That's right. And I'm like, that's amazing. I think we should try to have that outlook with everything we do. You know? Oh, I don't get to go to Mass. But you know what? At least I get to watch Mass. At least Mass is around. It's available to me in some way, shape, and form. That's right. You know? And so, oh, I don't, when confirmation inevitably comes back, oh, I don't get to have confirmation if it doesn't happen in the same way with the bishop and everything. At least you get to have confirmation. You know? We, 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 we're going to take a lot of little things uh, never for granted again. Because That's of right. all this, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna hold so dearly to the blessings that we have. We're gonna appreciate so much the little things that maybe we didn't before. I think that even the simple things of being able to hug your friends, we're gonna hold so dear to us. And you know, uh, like you look at it this way, maybe maybe those people that that get com- confirmed in like a weird different way, they'll remember that way more. Absolutely, and they'll, and they'll appreciate it way more than somebody who just was like a regular. Like I barely remember my confirmation. It meant like yeah, nothing well, to me back then. It'll be like four years from now. I'll be like, remember that year of COVID where no confirmations didn't have. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, it was amazing when I finally got to come back. And maybe f- some of these kids that were like just kind of going through the motions, maybe they're this time uh, away and like not being able to do it is, is right. helping them come to the faith further. Who knows? Who knows how Christ is working in this? Yeah. And, and we're probably gonna have to do, we're gonna do an episode when things start to open up, just kind of what the future of the church looks like. We've been talking about that. We're hoping to get a priest on here for that. Um, but because I was, uh, you know, a little little insider info. I think there's going to be churches, I don't know about mine, but churches for sure, confirmation youth ministry programs, whose retreats for next year may be uh, altered. Maybe you won't be able to go away to retreat. Maybe you'll have to stay local if it's, if, if, because all churches are suffering financially. Right. You know, families are suffering financially. So a lot of things about parish life are going to change. It's 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 gonna be crazy. Let's not dive too much into that because we want to save that for a full episode. But it's for gonna sure. be wild. It's gonna be wild. Um, so but the, the the main point that I want to make, we're going. We've been all over the place as we do on this show. Welcome to Two Catholic Dudes. Where that's we have, our style. We, we have a topic and then we go all over the rails. But the main point, back to what I'm saying, is when it comes to the young people, all people, but we're talking about young people. The best thing you can do is be present. Reach out. Do anything. Give them any effort. Pick up the phone. Hey, how are you? Send a text. Set up a Zoom call. Even if you have nothing to talk about. Some, let God direct that conversation. Just bring them in. Reconnect with them. See them. Work with them. Don't, don't let them know that you care and that you're there for them. That is what youth ministry is about. Is being an example of Christ to these young people and helping to them to then go out and be further examples of Christ to the world. So that's as simple as showing that you care. That's simple. You guys heard it. You heard it best from a professional youth minister here. Nicely done. Thanks, man. Uh, so that's that's it. That's it for the day. Um, I just want to say that beard's looking pretty good on you. Got Thanks, a good, cor- oh, I'm good quarantine my, beard. Well, my family, the boys, I live, I have, you know, my two brothers and my dad, we're all growing our beards so we can take a quarantine beard photo. Nice. So I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to have the, the thickness race. Yeah, I like. You got your, a mustache. Yours is. I like in. your texture, but yeah, mine is. Um, I got like a, a homeless kind of look happening with my hair too. 
I know. That's why I'm wearing hats because my hair. I haven't gotten a hair. I usually get a haircut every two weeks, and I haven't gotten one in a month. So, I know mine. This has been like uh, two like, and a half years. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, get out of here, bro. Yeah, my hair is, I, is long. But I am doing this beard for the whole time, and it's it's getting pretty gnarly. Nice. Uh, Send us your beard, your quarantine beard photos. I don't know. We want to engage with you guys. So however you guys want to engage, uh, we are open. Send us your comments, your likes, your, your uh, questions. If, you, uh, if you'd like to get a mug from us, how, what's the update on that? Uh, the update on that is uh, the website in which I buy the mugs from that prints them is uh, backed up until the middle of May. So coming soon still. Coming but, uh, soon. But- much sooner. You guys have seen the actual mug, so we're, we're working on it. But uh, if you guys want to follow us again, underscore two Catholic dudes on Instagram. Uh, find us on Facebook. We post some stuff on there. And uh, patreon.com forward slash two Catholic dudes if you feel like you want to support us financially. We very, very much appreciate all of your generous support. Uh, we love you guys. We, we can't thank you enough. And we will send those mugs to the people who have been supporting us through all these months. Uh, yeah, if you are a Patreon member, you are getting a mug for free. Yeah, so uh, so it's back pay for as you soon guys. as we as soon as we get them, you know, I'm working on it, but I, I nevertheless you will be getting a mug sent to you. All of you awesome. that follow us on uh Patreon on any level, if you've been a patron, you're getting a mug. Yeah, you guys you guys are fantastic. So again, we uh we're gonna be back together in the studio very soon. Uh because we've been both quarantining pretty uh uh vigorously vigorously sure so i think we're probably safe to at least see each other so uh hopefully we'll have some in time uh person to person studio time for one of the podcasts coming up so but until then i hope you guys are staying safe staying healthy we will continue to pray for all of you guys pray for the church and we ask that you pray for us during this time as well and uh, we're going to get through this this is going to be great god's going to work in this and he's going to do amazing amazing things absolutely uh, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We'll see you all real soon. And uh, happy Easter. So we're still in Easter. Happy Easter. All right. Peace.